Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast to all my listeners from Australia to Paris, France, to London, UK, to Birmingham, Nottingham, um, Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, San Francisco, Japan. Listen, this one is the one for me. I got this DM from this young lady, and um, I read her her story. It was fascinating to me, but I had already had prior commitments weeks ago. Um, to do those particular episodes that I hope that you like with um, getting your credit together, about doing life insurance, things of those things that I thought was extremely important as well. And this young lady was going through a very um, serious crisis. She got a divorce, and I believe in the universe. I believe in energy for the people who truly know me. And what's so amazing, three weeks ago we reached out. I told her I'll call her in two or three weeks. And last night, she had a divorce party. <laughs> and from the sounds of it, it sounded like it was amazing. So take us from the beginning, babe. Let's tell the world um, about yourself. You don't have to say your name. About yourself, how you met your husband, what type <laughs> of situation you had to go through, and how did it end up? You want well, to leave him, well, or vice versa? Was, did he want to leave you? No, no, no. <clears throat> the few the feelings were not mutual. Uh, okay. He wanted to say, I mean, we've been in a relationship for a very long time, over twenty years. Okay. So you know, we met in high school, high school sweethearts, and we built together, together. So you know, we had okay. nothing. So we had to build. You know, our credit together, we built our families together, we did everything together. We okay. gave our lives to God together, we did everything together. Mm-hmm. And by that happening, um, we didn't really, um, we were in our own world. So the outside world had nothing to do with what we were. We were so focused on building together that we. Well, for me, I'm going to speak for me, I just kind of lost myself, lost who I was. So I was so focused on being a wife, so focused on being a mother, so focused on buying the house, so focused on starting the career and, you know, the things that you are supposed to do in life when you become of age. And somewhere along the line, it just went left. Now, there was no infidelity. There was no um, physical abuse. A lot of mental abuse, a lot of insecurities, not on my part, but on his end. I'm okay. And I, that's the only thing that I could believe that they were, just insecurities. Okay. And um, one day, like, you know, it's just like, this is too hard. You know, in marriage, I'm not saying that it's easy, but it shouldn't be hard. You know, mm-hmm. when, when, when two are together, things are supposed to be easier. You know, as a single mom, some people out there, you know, I would never know because my children are of age, so I'm really not considered a single mom. But as a single mom, you, you, you hear the stories about the women and, you know, their struggle because they're doing everything alone. You know, it was a struggle mm-hmm. with us doing things together. And at one point in time, I just think that we kind of just, well, me, again, speaking for myself, 
I think that we just, I just grew apart, you know, and mm-hmm. lost myself and didn't establish. And because I was so focused on being all those things in my own world, the world around me was changing, evolving, and and and, and I was missing out on. I took it, and I'm going to tell you something, if you don't mind me inter, mm-hmm. uh, interjecting something here. And I want the men who are listening to this, and the women who are listening, to hear what I'm about to say. A man's nagging and women's nagging can push the person away. See, his insecurities are so bad and probably so much that it burnt you out. Mm-hmm. And it just pushed you away, pushed you away, and you just started looking for um, an escape, right? It's like a pimple. If you have a pimple in your body, that means mm-hmm. there's something in your body that's coming to the the top of your skin that once it gets there, you pop it, and boom, you re, you're, you're relieved, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. his insecurities, which was a lot that I'm feeling, yeah. which is, yeah. was w- way over the top. Yeah, and it was it was um, it was not necessary because, as I said, we were in our own world. There was no outsiders in, so there was no one pulling me in any other direction. Not even family. I was all about him. And no, what I'm saying, family. him doing it to you pushed you away. Not anybody mm-hmm. else. I'm saying mm-hmm. his insecurity. Right, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying on his end is that there was no reason for him to be insecurity because I was totally one hundred percent everything that he wanted me to be, right. and his totally. Eyes for nobody else, nothing for nobody now, else. Now, let me ask you a question. I have to defend him for a second. What What do you think got him to start doing that? Did you, did you get surgery and get a big ass? Did you get a big titties <laughs> or something? No. Like, what no. happened to make no. him start that? Here's the thing. It was always there in the throughout the entire relationship. Uh, I always felt okay. as if he was insecure and selfish. You know, and so this mm. is why, this is why I just was like, you know, well, okay, let me just build this world within the world that we lived in, and that was wrong for me. Okay. I was one hundred percent wrong, you know. And when I think so about true. it in retrospect, you know, it's like I should have never done that. But yeah. I, I, you know, it was just a lot of red flags that I just kind of like pushed to the side. So I'm like, no, you know, we're husband and wife. We can get through this together. So I'm gonna, fun. I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you. It might stand up. I talk about how you ladies and all you women across the world and to you young girls who are coming up who are not married yet, who don't have children. I want you to listen. There is something in the female that she knows that this man is bad for her. And she still will pursue this man. Is something wrong with the mental psyche? Give me an example. There are some people in the world that will get in the car with a guy, men and women, and know that that person is about to kill you, and you still will get in the car. You still will get in that uh, that that that, that uh, apartment. You still will go where that person is telling you to go, knowing in your gut that is wrong. And what I'm trying to share with the world here is that this, this this decision that you made years ago, knowing that this man was like this is what I call insane. Mm-hmm. That it's, it, because it's not just you. 
It's millions of women. And we have to, this is why I'm glad that your story is on my show now because this, this people who hear this, this is going to help somebody not make that decision. Give an example. There is a couple in Columbus, Ohio, who is about to get married. They don't have money for the dresses for the wedding. The person doesn't have money. They don't don't have the place to have the wedding yet, right? Mm -hmm. The guy doesn't have any money. The girl doesn't have any money. But they're about to get married. Their mother, her mother is sick, and the mom's getting ready to move in with the wedding couple. And my point that I'm making is that people will not see the handwriting on the wall that they're setting themselves up for disaster. But and, and it took years for you to come to grips. So what pushed you? After the insecurities, how did you break it to him? And how did he take well, it? Because, you know, that's interesting right there. <laughs> so um, I want to I wanna say what really happened, like I said, um, I feel like, you know, when there's two together, you can do things easier. There was a point in mm-hmm. time where, you know, and throughout the whole entire time, you know, I have three boys and a daughter in that order. Mm-hmm. And the whole right. entire time, you know, I'm taking care of everything, raising the family. And I've been in school since my my second son, who is now 23, I've been mm-hmm. in school that whole entire time. Whereas, you know, it only takes you four years, eight right. years the most. I've been in school since my son was four years old. My second son was four years wow. old. So what but you really never gave up, so let me applaud no, you. Go ahead. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And what really pushed uh, to the limit was, and it, it like you said, it, it just popped. So there was a, a point in time where I was like, all right, I'm I'm in school still. And um, I, I I needed to make a choice. Either I was going to pay my mortgage or I was going to pay my tuition. Mm. And, <laughs> and you know, I had already, you know, maxed out all my credit cards because I was, like, robbing Peter to pay Paul for school. Mm-hmm. You know, my employer, they did compensate. So you wasn't getting no help from him. And this is where the issue is. It was either pay the mm. mortgage or pay your tuition. And I presented it to him, and he said, listen, school is only going to benefit you. You should, If you wanted to go to school and to continue school, you should have sat down and had a whole conversation with me on how we're going to do this. And I said, are you really, real, is this what you're telling me? You're telling me that you're not going to sacrifice or do whatever it is that you needed to do so that I can pay my tuition, and we can still pay our mortgage at the same time. Now, was he financially capable of paying the mortgage by himself? No, he wasn't financially capable of paying the mortgage by himself. No, he wasn't. But okay. and, and, and this is another thing, too. This is the problem also because whenever there was anything that needed to be done or needed to be fixed, I would be the one where I would, all right, I'm, I would pick up some overtime. I would do whatever it is that was necessary to maintain the, the lifestyle so that the children didn't see that there were any discrepancies or anything. But he never mm. did that for me. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? 
I'm I'm gonna still pay my tuition, so I don't care what happens. So you carry the bulk I, of the weight. I did. I did. You carry the again, weight again, and that's and that's wrong. That was wrong for me. But again, I didn't mm-hmm. have anyone to tell me. You know, like I, you know, you talk all the time. And you say at least you got to have this amount of money in the bank and credit got to mm-hmm. be this. I didn't have I didn't have anyone to tell me anything like that growing up as a, you know, a young right. woman. So. Because I was so focused on not being like uh, my parents and the women in my life, I just, by any means necessary, just do whatever it is you got to do, do whatever you got to do. And at that particular point, when it was like, are you really giving me this ultimatum? After now, again, it's still 20 years later, you know, so the finances are consistent. You know, it's, it's, it's more like living from, you know, paycheck to paycheck. But the thing is, once I do uh, finish school, we'll be in a better position, you know, exactly. because I have my, you know. And so it doesn't just benefit me. It benefits the entire family. Right. You know? and, and so. Like you said, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. And what I see is since there was no infidelity, there was no cheating, it was a win for all of y'all. Exactly. It wasn't like he was fucking other women. He was really into you. But what mm-hmm. I'm hearing is, like you said, selfishness. Um, two, didn't want to really see you win. And three, is based on his DNA, right? I hate, to, I I hate you, to hear that. I hate to hear that, you know, the, I can see, like, your friends don't want to see you win. You know, I can see them side-eyeing you as oh, you're no, accomplishing things. I'm going to pause you but, one second. No, I'm going to pause you for one second. Some of the biggest haters in women's lives is the man that they're laying in bed with. Like, you got to go out there and fight the world. But the man, the person that hates you the most, the person that competes with you the most, is the man in the bedroom. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. But I've been on this earth over 60-something years. And I've talked to a lot of people, seen a lot of things. And that's why I'm so hard on men and women, too, on this planet. Because I've seen some foul things to the point I just start saying, people are extremely interesting from the way they're built to the way they think. It's interesting. Now, you're an attractive person. But here's the thing. It has to be horrible to know that this type of man was on top of you, making children with you, and, and all this time he's that. been this kind of guy. All this time he's been this guy. So people come to me all around the world, even DM me, TK, I wish you'd had this podcast 13 years ago. It would have changed my life. I did a show in Orlando Last night, a gentleman said, I helped him change his credit. He wound up getting a $400,000 loan. His girlfriend was there. He's like, he listens to you. Oh, my God. He loves you so much. You know, and he was like, yo, dog, I'll fuck with you hard. <laughs> and I, when I did this podcast, I knew I didn't want to do a celebrity podcast. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have celebrities. I felt that people around the world had better stories 
than people in Hollywood. Because, yeah, I know actors. Yeah, I know comedians. And no disrespect to them. I just don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. See, my world is a different world. I move a different way. And um, I just keep it moving. And it's these kind of stories that I am so excited about. But I wanted to put that out there and let you continue because I like, because people like to hear me talk. And I want to make sure that I always throw my wisdom in there so that people can really feel and I can really bring it to light on what you're saying about a hating-ass man that you're sleeping with to women who carry all the weight and then one day wake up and realize, wow, this motherfucker Mm -hmm. was a shit. Have you started having sex yet? I'm sorry? Have you started having sex with somebody else yet? No, not yet. I'm still trying to figure out... That's when the real fun is going to happen for you. Now, here's my question. Do you ever want to get married again? I will absolutely get married again. I would absolutely okay. get married okay. again. I, okay. I believe in marriage. I think marriage is a beautiful thing. I just feel as if I married the wrong man. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. As a young girl, I thought that, you know, you have to be equally yoked. And so I just misunderstood that term. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking equally yoked, equally yoked meaning that, you know, you are on one accord and you believe, you know, <clears throat> spiritually in the same thing, which we did, mm-hmm. you know, we did. However, I'm understanding now as I'm getting older what equally yoked means. It means mm-hmm. my energy matches your energy, your energy matches my energy, you know. No, babe, I'm going have... to pause you. Gonna... No, 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 no. It ain't about fucking energy. It's about you better have some motherfucking money equally yoked. <laughs> When when you go to court and they start separating shit, I don't know if you had much, but when you got shit and you got more than the motherfucker that you married and you start losing shit, you yes. will become pissed than a motherfucker. If you 20-something years and you, you raised, let's say, 800000 and your husband or wife who, like you said, he ain't contribute shit. And he my takes 600000 plus you got to sell oh, the house because he wants the yeah. equity in the home. Now, if you got somebody equally yoked and they're not a bitch-ass man and an a, a, a insensitive female, guess what? People walk away more smoothly because they mm-hmm. split things down the middle evenly because you're equally Yo, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure who people listen to this, and no, no disrespect to what you're saying, because I, I guarantee you, a lot of people thought what you thought, energy wise, spiritual wise, yeah, all that matters. But you want someone in your life that can do things. If I pay for a hotel, if I pay for tickets to go see so the young lady I fuck with got to at least buy the airline ticket. And let me tell you why. When I was young, I think being a man was paying for everything. You pay for the female's ticket, you take a shopping, you do all these type of things. Then I started running into women as I got older who were successful. Mm-hmm. And women that I was meeting who are successful were saying, I don't need you to pay my ticket. What do you mean I can pay my own ticket? 
So as a man, I would say, okay, you pay for your ticket. I'll get the little things, right? But mm-hmm. this was impressive to me because it made me feel like I was fucking with the wrong bitches. <laughs> so it made me realize that if I met somebody and I was going to Paris, if I was going to St. Thomas and St. Lucia's, and you didn't have money to catch a flight, my answer would be to you, I guess this trip's not for you. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, I'll go Facebook Live and walk around and show you some things to inspire you to start saving some money and maybe six months to a year, you can have this trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's how I I think now. I have to be with someone. Equally yoked to me is I don't mind handling certain things. So my philosophy is you handle local shit. I handle state and federal. Mm-hmm. That's how I move. That's the way mm-hmm. the world has to think. And it took you 20-something years, though, to get mm-hmm. to this. But why would you want to get married again, even though you believe in being? Why would you do that? Why? Uh, because. Because, you know, I believe I, no one wants to be alone. No one wants to be alone. And I'm You're not going to wait die until. alone, baby. Nope. I got to stop you again. Because here's <laughs> the thing about being equally, you thought equally yoked was a certain way. You know? Here's the biggest myth on this planet. People always say, oh, you don't want to die alone. But unless you commit a double suicide, (laughs) you are dying by yourself. (laughs) If you live a long life and you outlive your kids and the baby's father, you are dying by yourself. See, the thing I teach people is that how well you live is how well you die. So let me explain something to you. See, as we get older, people don't think about assisted living. They don't think about insurance that can cover certain things in your life that can keep you in your home. They have insurance for this. They have insurance mm-hmm. to the point that as you get old, you don't have to go to assisted living. You can stay in your house. Mm-hmm. But then they have this thing called guardianship. I need to talk about this Starting in my show this week, guardianship. God, so because we're all getting older now, and I want to share this mm-hmm. to the world. Guardianship is the coldest legal, not legal, illegal, but it's legal hustle in the world. And nobody's mm-hmm. really doing nothing about it. As you get older and you come into some money, and let's say a neighbor notices that you're successful, but you're by yourself. Do you know they can go to the court and tell the court that you are incapable of handling your affairs? And the court will appoint them guardian of your property, your financial situations, and take everything from you even your mm-hmm. children, and put you away mm-hmm. to the point that your kids can't find you. It's one of the biggest things in this country, and nobody really talks about it. 
Now, mm-hmm. you've been married once. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is don't do it again because here's what's crazy about life. When you turn your back over to the person that you're laying next to, you don't know what that person is thinking. And a, a week, a month, a year, two years, that person can change their mind about being with you. Or they can die. Mm-hmm. And to me, to put my life in another person's hands scares me. Mm-hmm. Because, see, I've been in kind of serious situations. And once you have tasted peace of mind, so you had your divorce mm-hmm. party last night. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. over the next couple of months, even the next couple of years, you are going to see peace of mind. But you sound like a, no, when I say average, I don't mean to belittle you. You sound like almost like the average female. And the average female who gets divorced will say, oh, I want to be married again because I love marriage. But these motherfucking men ain't shit. <laughs> and most of the men ain't, ain't got it to bring it to the table. And to the guys who are listening, if you know that I'm not talking about you, don't get offended. But if I'm talking about you, motherfucker, listen. To the females who got their shit together, if I'm not talking about you, then I'm not talking about you. But I want people to understand that if you're not financially prepared or mentally mature, you shouldn't be married. I told a young lady who I'm crazy about, I said, would you want to get married for a couple of years or be with me forever? That's deep. Mm-hmm. Because something about marriage does something to the mind. See, I've learned that to be equally yoked, you should have your shit. And what I mean by that is you have your place. You pay your rent. I pay my mortgage. And I'm over here. We come visit each other. Now, most girls will say, oh, I want to be under the same house. Mm-hmm. But people don't take into play human nature. You've got to have your space. So here's the problem. Most men lately are too attached, right? They follow you all around the motherfucking spot. Because they they, they, they they needy and whiny. They whine all the time. Now, most men get pussy because they whine so much that the girl fucks him to pacify him, to shut him the fuck up. Because he whines so goddamn much. You know, because he's complaining, he's complaining, he's complaining, he's complaining. Some women get married because that guy was just there at the right time. Mm-hmm. Some women get married because, oh, he was my high school sweetheart and he liked me in high school. Oh, I knew him from middle school. And as you grow mm-hmm. and your mindset changes, your body changes, the way you look at men changes, your knowledge of life changes that you realize that the man I'm fucking with is not even on my level. And see, your guy did all these things that you turned the cheek to for years. You mm-hmm. should have dropped this nigga off 
in your fifth year. Mm-hmm. But because of the kids, because mm-hmm. he was fucking you good. Listen to what I'm about to tell you now. See, Dick has a way of putting a band-aid on the wound. But there's still a scab. There's still a wound. Mm-hmm. And when you pull that band-aid off, it tears the scab. So you did this for years. It never healed. Because what's so crazy about your situation, he kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you just didn't pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. Now, that's deep. That's that's self-inflicting pain, borderline insane. Mm-hmm. Borderline insane. I'm going to repeat it. Borderline insane. You have to be insane to do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. But here we are, right? You know, mm-hmm. because I like to give people the solution. Like me and Kevin Samuels, God bless the dead, um, we were going to do an episode on Vlad together. Mm-hmm. And so many people hated Kevin Samuels. Even Vlad's wife hated Kevin Samuels. And that's why he never did the interview with me and him. And I don't think, I think Kevin was a little wrong because he was so harsh. Because I think he could be harsh to a female. But then you got to give the solution. So you can't tell a female she's leftover goods at 35. You can't tell her she's fat and overweight. You can't tell her she doesn't deserve a certain man. But I could teach you the game on how to try to get what you want. See, now with you, you got children, and your kids are grown, and you're still attractive. You ain't going to have no problem meeting another man because you took care of yourself, and you have your mindset together, and you got something to offer. But I wouldn't get married again, babe. Uh, You should date. Have a good time. And I don't mean dates. Mm-hmm. Give a pussy to every different type of Tom, Dick, and mm-hmm. Harry. I mean, find somebody that's really nice and he's good to you, but make sure he has his place mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. your place. Because when you go out, it feels like you're going on a date, like a prom, like it's like the first date. You know, you make your appointment to go get your wax, right? You go get your hair braided, get your nails and stuff done every two weeks or whatever. You know, if you start getting gray hairs, you get your hair dyed and get your roots um, dyed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you could always look good for the mm-hmm. man that you're going out with. But guess what? When you live together every day and one person blow the bathroom off and you come right behind that, <laughs> I fuck who you are. That's, to me, that's going to turn me a fuck off. I don't care. I don't care. If you got a wig... And you take that motherfucking wig off, and I've never seen you without your wig. And I come around the corner and see you got alopecia and spots mm-hmm. all in your head. I'm going to be motherfucking mad. Because what some women don't do, they come to bed, even men, they come to bed looking any kind of way. You got men who will walk through the house with T-shirts on, shorts, and socks and slides that you wear outside 
And I believe everything has its place. I believe mm-hmm. a man should walk to the house in pajamas. Now, you could take the pajamas off when you get in bed to lay with your woman, but when you walk through the home, you should have your body covered out of respect for you and the young lady that you see. I don't give a fuck how good your body looks. I don't care how bad your body looks. Out of respect, no one should be walking around naked, especially if your body is fucked up, especially if you have children. You want to set strong example. Now, I could be old school, but what I've seen in this world over the last 15, 20 years that we need old school because mm-hmm. everybody's out here winging it, doing it on their own, and it's becoming chaotic. It's so bad that the decision-making people are doing the things that they're doing to themselves. It's just so bad that it doesn't make fucking sense. Mm-hmm. But then we have you. You got your degree now. What you get your degree in? Nursing. Registered okay, nurse. so well, then what, now you're going to be traveling nurse or? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Not a traveling nurse. Okay. I now haven't I considered you. it. I haven't considered it. Yeah, well, here's the great thing. It's a good job, but the, your ex-husband didn't understand. To me, he didn't have common sense. Did he graduate from college? My uh, my ex-husband? I'm sorry. Yes. No. Yeah. See, lack of education can be a downfall because if he had graduated from college, he would have understood what you was about to accomplish. And he would have been mm-hmm. really behind you 100% because that nursing gig, when all fails in this world, you mm-hmm. guys always have a job. Mm-hmm. There ain't mm-hmm. never been a shortage of nurses. You ain't never heard nurses getting laid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you guys need more money for what you guys do, but you're always working when the 06, 07 real estate burst, and I saw mm-hmm. a lot of people moving. Only people who was winning in my neighborhood was women who were nurses. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. I seen people losing their homes, things that were cars and everything because of the real estate crisis. And mm-hmm. it was the nurses I saw going to work every day, coming out, going to the mailbox, looking the same way like nothing never happened. Mm-hmm. And your husband, your ex-husband, to me just didn't understand and that's where his lack of now he was pretty much content where he was. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's he didn't want to grow. Mm-hmm. 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 He didn't want to grow. He thought bitch mm-hmm. why why are you trying to become a nurse? We old. You know, but you're in your forties, right? Yes. Yeah, see, I'm the only old motherfucker on the planet. See, I'm in my 60s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm in my 60s, so, you know, I just, took, I just took care of myself. But that's what um, his situation was. He was content. He was complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you ladies do find out, though, eventually. Yeah. You ladies do find out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what's so cool is not too late. 
Yeah, it's not too late. And that's another thing, too, that I wanted to, you know, talk about is that I want people, you know, women to know that, you know, you can do all the right things or you can think that you're doing all the right things and just to know that, you know, like you said, I, I wouldn't agree when you said average woman. That kind of turned my stomach a little bit. And I understand mm-hmm. what you're coming, you know, like with Kevin Sanders and all that. But when you're doing all the right things, and I just want people to know that, you know, it's not a bad thing to do those things, but just don't lose perspective. Just don't be in the world that you're in, and then the outside world is just, you know, going and going, and then you're just where I am. You know, that's, you know, what I want. Yeah, because, see, That's the takeaway from all of this. Yeah, but, see, you found out, right, and you did something with your life. There's some people who found out too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? There's some women and men I don't who found out who found out too late in life. And they doomed. Doomed. What's so great about your situation is that you did get out of it. You got some children out of it and they're mm-hmm. quite sure they're happy. And they're probably really happy for you that you got the divorce. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think they cheer you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's quite a few, you know, emotions involved, of course, when you're a family. But eventually everyone started to see the both of us for who we were, for who, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, I, right. I, like you said, with the Band-Aid, I, I covered it up for so long for them so that they didn't see the dysfunction. And now right. they're actually seeing and they understand, all right, Mom, go ahead, live your life. Be happy, you know that's right. the number one thing. Because you happy. enabled your husband, you made I him did. look good mm-hmm. when he was really a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And I always tell women and men, when you have people like that, you have to expose them mm-hmm. because to other people, when they truly find out the truth, you get looked at crazy. Give me an example. Mm-hmm. Doing a show in um, Michigan. And this guy was claiming, you know, I wanted a certain amount of money. And I said to him, I said, hey, why the fuck you worrying about my money? It ain't your money. And he was like, yes, it is. I said, put the owner on the phone. So he calls the owner. The owner co-signs that, yes, it's money. Mm. A couple months later, that guy gets fired. And the owner calls me directly, say, hey, TK, I want to book you. I said, yeah. I said, that motherfucker was nickel and dime in my money. And I said, fuck him, because I knew what I wanted. And he said, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to give that to you. Don't worry about it. We good. Boom. Okay. I had a conversation with him saying, way I'm talking to you. I said, now, if you knew that wasn't his money, why would you defend him? And my point mm-hmm. that I'm saying to you is, see, at the end of the day, when you rest your head on that pillow, and you close your eyes, you got to be a winner. You have to mm-hmm. feel so good about the decisions you're making because when you meet a man or a man meets a woman, you have to be in a good place. And this morning when I was up drinking my espresso, because that's what makes me feel successful, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love a cup of coffee. That's my happy place. Uh, and reading my Time <laughs> magazine. Mm-hmm. I was going to the airport, and I saw Terry Crews, who uh, has a book out and had, had been a good friend of mine for years because I took care of him 
And I like saying that um, when he, before he even, he wasn't even thinking about doing entertainment. He truly got blessed. And um, I'm glad that I was part of the beginning of his um, career. Mm-hmm. And I know a few people have wrote books. And I don't want, I, I said to myself, I don't know. I'll never want to write a book about my personal life. I got a lot of things that I don't want people to know that I did, right? But mm-hmm. what I would like to do is put out a book one day, The Manual to Life. Mm-hmm. And I think that will help people a lot more than telling people the craziest, the crazy things I've gone through in my life to get mm-hmm. here. Because the Bible is good, don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. we need a full-fledged manual for people to go by. Like I was telling one of my friends at dinner the other day, I said, you know, when you get in a relationship and get married, they have classes for you, right, Mm -hmm. to go to, to to get you better. Well, I think we should have classes before we get married. See, I would like, even before you start dating, I believe that if a man met to meet a woman, they should talk before they even have sex. You have to mm-hmm. file to start fucking. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when you go down to the office, you should have paperwork that shows that you got a good job, that you've been on your job for over three years, mm-hmm. that you have a certain mm-hmm. amount of money in your account, that you have your car, you have your right. own place to live. These mm-hmm. things you should have before you get into a relationship with this man or woman, right? Mm-hmm. Because then things will be a little better. But mm-hmm. the men and women, there are some people who lie so well, mm-hmm. and most women don't do their due diligence. Mm-hmm. A lot of men don't have the jobs they say that they have or make the money that they make. So they lie and lie and lie. And the female never checks up on if he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I had met Martin Lawrence's ex-wife. She owned like about 100 um, massage envies. Sweet girl. And she was telling me about her ex, some boyfriend she was dating. And when she met him, he claimed he had six trucks. As time went on, she kept saying he was losing the truck. He lost this truck. He lost that truck. He lost that truck. And then one day, he was driving her car. Mm-hmm. And the car ran out of gas. And he ain't put gas in the car. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And then mm-hmm. she did her research and saw that this man never really owned all those trucks. Mm-hmm. And that's why, ladies and men, if you get ready to marry someone, do your due diligence. You have to really sit that ask hard questions and say, mm-hmm. and I know it might be embarrassing, but you might you have to ask them, can I see your bank account? Can, mm-hmm. I ain't got to say that you got a lot of money. I just want to know you got money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know that you got good credit and that you can own the body. So if I marry you, they're not going to come after me. 
And then mm-hmm. what people don't do is you like each other. But you know what most people don't do? They mm-hmm. don't go to the doctor and get a checkup to see if the person that you're about to marry is healthy. Yeah. That, that is, is deep. Mm-hmm. Because when you marry someone, it's like in doing your due diligence on an investment. If you know how to invest, you do your homework on an investment and you see, I'm going to put money into this and make some money. Well, that's the same thing you do in a relationship. You see somebody that mm-hmm. you like, you know, you care about that person, and you invest your time, energy into that person. To towards the end, you would like to receive a dividend. Mm-hmm. The dividend is love, respect, and honor mm-hmm. because you did the good work and so that this person is right. But everything to me comes down to DNA, who raised you, your environment, mm-hmm. and your education level. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You won't make the same motherfucking mistake again. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> I won't. I'll but bet you that. I won't. I won't. I won't. And I'm at a good And now you can right see now. the signs. And now you can see the signs. Yes. Yeah. What kind of man to stay. Anytime yeah. you go out and you see somebody and feel that they remind you of your ex-husband mm. and they show you mm-hmm. that two or three times, you know to mm. get the fuck out the way. Yeah. No more red flags. No more ignoring no more the red flags, right? Right. Now, a man and woman is entitled to maybe one red flag because nobody mm. is perfect in this world. But guess what? If you stay by yourself and live by yourself, mm-hmm. you're always going to be fine. The problem mm-hmm. is if you live with someone and shit don't work out, and you got to mm-hmm. go. Is the problem because you never want to be with someone and say, "Oh, it didn't work out. I need about two months to mm-hmm. get my things mm-hmm. together and move." Oh, who the fuck want to live like that? Mm-hmm. To stay with mm-hmm. someone you don't like mm-hmm. until you get on your feet so you can move. To say to the mm-hmm. person, oh, "I want to get my credit together. I'll be out here in a minute," or you're not fucking no more, right? And the guy and girl now sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the girl's in the bedroom. She texting a new nigga that she met mm-hmm. at work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and she talking bad about the nigga in the living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nigga, yeah, in the living room right now. I hate that nigga. I can't believe I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait for him to move. And the guy on the couch mm-hmm. is like, yeah, this bitch ain't shit. You know, all I did for her and got, you know, changed her car and did, um, I, I put the floors down. I painted the dishes. <laughs> I put the deck up. <laughs> I put the deck up in the backyard. <laughs> you know, that is bitch treating me the way she treated me. Give me an mm-hmm. example of doing Sacramento. And called me, and the girl was in the car. And he said, TK, I'm with my girl, man. We love you. We're going to get married, blah, 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 blah. And I told them on the phone, I said, don't you marry her? <laughs> I said, nigga, don't you marry her? Fast forward a year, a year and a half later, they're not getting along. She takes him to Vegas, 
and she fucks the hell out of her sucks his dick. Fuck him like on a whole nother level. He says, he calls me. He said, TK, this bitch took me to Vegas, sucked my dick, licked the crack of my ass, just turned me mm-hmm. out. And when we got back, she had a person to deliver the paper to divorce me to sign my side of the house over to her. True story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I explained to him how the maneuver. So I guess he was, he was a truck driver. He was going a lot. He comes mm-hmm. back one day. She got a nigga. She got a nigga in the house. They about to get ready to fight. Blah blah blah. He leaves. He she changed the locks on the door. And I said, yo, don't go back over there, yo. I said, don't. I said, you going back over. You gonna do something that you don't want to do. Don't go. I said, just get you an attorney and follow mm-hmm. my lead. This is like what I told. I said, follow my lead. I said, because mm-hmm. you're going to win. And I told him everything to do. And I said, one of the things I told him was, um, you'll divorce her. Because he had put money down in the house, too. Mm-hmm. But I said, ask her for a certain amount to walk away. Mm-hmm. I said, you, if you get double, I think he put like five. She put more money down than he did. But he mm-hmm. gave her 5000 I said, well, nigga, you want 25000 mm-hmm. to walk away. I said, I'm going to get you 20000 on top of the five that you put in. And nigga was like, oh, nigga, I'll fuck with you. I'll fuck with you, T. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. He wound up getting the money. He left. I told him that they have a good time. He was calling mm-hmm. me for a while. There's something else that came up. We talked for a minute, and then the rest is history. So just like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here talking to you, don't get married, mm-hmm. babe. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You did it one time, and I, all I could think about is my mother. And my mom mm-hmm. used to always say, um, you do it one time, and that's it. Mm-hmm. One time. This from this moment on to the day you die, you already got you already gave the earth their gift. See, and I always look at the world as when you hear what did you contribute to the world. So you contribute mm-hmm. your children, you put your life on the line and you gave the world your kids. Now from here on it's about you. So mm-hmm. work hard, travel. Every now and then you'll mm-hmm. see a nice guy. Have fun, fuck him real good, and stay in touch. And <laughs> tell him you see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. That's what you say. Let's mm-hmm. see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you roll from there. You know, like I say, I've never been married, but I will be with a woman forever. That's mm-hmm. a fact. If you're with a good one person, woman forever, just one woman. Yeah, forever. I could be. I could be with one woman forever. Yeah, but. Uh-huh. My definition of a good woman forever is you better be a freak in bed. <laughs> like, you got to be loud in bed. You got to suck good dick. <laughs> you got to be able to come, and you can't be petty. That's me. I can't speak for other men. Uh-huh. My journey has led me to that person has to be a good woman, be very affectionate, great kisser, and when I look at you, my dick should always get hard because I'm turned on by you. But then mm-hmm. when we get in bed, I want to make sure that it's fascinating. 
That's mm-hmm. just me. And if it's not fascinating, mm-hmm. then I'm going to continue to pursue because, uh, you know, I fuck like a guy. And I deserve <laughs> some to fuck me like a this is how I move through life. So I'm happy. Um, I'm glad that I could do these type of shows mm-hmm. like this. And like I said, I knew this was going to be a very interesting um, mm-hmm. episode. And before we go, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. what do you really want to do from here? What do you really want to do from here? After hearing mm-hmm. what I've told you. Mm-hmm. What do you really want to do? My main priority from here on is to continue to build myself, you know, financially, you know, educational-wise. But the bottom line is I want to be happy. And what I mean by that, not you know, I want to be a whole happy person, a whole happy woman. And mm-hmm. I will never, ever, ever let anyone make me have to dumb down and my womanhood ever again. So, you know, mm-hmm. financially, I'm always going to move forward. Through the grace of God, I'm always going to keep moving and keep going. But the t- <clears throat> in a relationship-wise, I want to be happy. I want to be who I am. I want to uh, uh, not have to shrink down so that someone else can feel good about being with me. I'm, I, to me, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not conceited or anything, but I'm a beautiful woman. I know that I, uh, I'm a head turner. You know, I'm I'm that. I'm a person where I don't. If I'm with you, I'm for you, and we're together. You, there's no worries, you know. And so I want that to be the same thing, uh, reciprocated from someone else. You know, mm-hmm. whatever's going on. That's my that's my girl. That's my woman. Don't worry. I know. She's this, she's that, but her eyes are for me. So I just want to buy, I just overall want to be happy, continue to just keep moving and growing, but never, ever, ever lose myself or dumb myself down ever again on the strength of, on the strength of being so focused on being who I want to be as a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm figuring that all out right now. I'm still figuring that out, you know, because again right. I got married very young and so now right. I'm I'm relearning who I am, but I know mm-hmm. I know who I am and I know that I'm never ever 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 gonna dumb myself down ever again. So I'm gonna share something that's with the you. Bottom line. I tell people all the time that a man doesn't become a man till he's forty five, forty six years old. Mm-hmm. A woman doesn't become a woman so she's about 42, 43 years old. And let me explain to you why. Because life is about experiences. Life is about wisdom. And in your 20s, you don't have wisdom. In your 30s, mm-hmm. you, know, you have a few experiences. And I use this metaphor. I tell people, you as an employer... And two people came to your job to fill out an application for a position. One was their first time applying for a job. The other person has 15 years of experience. 
which one will you hire? Um, as an employer, I, yeah, I, I guess you're going to say experience. Yeah, I, I would exactly. think that you would want to hire someone with experience. Now, watch what I'm about to tell you. Now, to the people who are listening, I don't want you to change the narrative of what my story is, because some people is going to change what I said. But what about this? What about that's not what we're doing here. I just want to put that out in the universe, because there are people in the world who listen to reply. They don't listen to comprehend. Mm -hmm. Do you always want to fuck with a person that knows the climate of the room? who has the experiences that when things go wrong, they know how to move. So that's why I've always said to people, getting married in your 20s, getting married mm -hmm. in your early 30s is the wrong thing to do. Because if you're 18, you leave your parents' house when you're 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you get 28, that's only 10 years being out on your own. 99% of all the people on this planet, when they leave their parents' house at 18, 19, 21 years old, has less than $10,000 in their account. Mm -hmm. So they're fighting to mm -hmm. get ahead. So I've been mm -hmm. teaching people lately when you have, like you ever have a grandchild and to the people that you have children one day, I want you to go get whole life insurance, watch what I'm about to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you get your child is born and you get whole life insurance and you put $20 a month away for their policy when they're 18 or 21 years old, they'll have over $50,000 in their account. This mm -hmm. is what you give to the person, your child, when they get ready to walk out your door, every child that you have, when they get 18, 21 years old, should get a check for over $50,000. So they do not start behind the eight ball in life. Mm -hmm. Do if you put your kids out here at 18 years old and tell them to start working, to me, you have failed as a parent. After you hear this story. See, most of us never heard it. Most of us don't have the knowledge. Sometimes people are hearing what they hear for the first time. Like you said, TK, I wish I'd have talked to you 20-something years ago. My whole life would be different. Well, here we are. So now you take this knowledge and you give it to younger people so mm -hmm. they don't make the mistake. And I know there's a lot of young men, and that's what I like. It's a lot of young men and women who listens to me, and I love it. And here's the thing, babe. No matter where I go in the world, from Japan, I remember I was in Japan. I was in the grocery store, and I walked by, and this guy said, I heard him. He was family. <laughs> and I said, yo. He said, what you doing? I said, I'm out here on some business. He said, yo, that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. To the point I was in New Orleans. Walking down the street, 
And this lady was a crackhead, babe, sitting on the stoop. So we made eye contact. I turned the corner, and she started running behind me. And she said, excuse me, sir, excuse me. I turned around and said, yeah. She said, can I have your autograph? <laughs> I said, who do you think I am? I like to, I like to test people to see they know. Mm-hmm. And she said, baller blocking. I had to do this movie called Baller Blocking with Juvenile, Little Wayne, and Baby from the Cash Money Millionaires. Mm-hmm. And she still remembered that movie. So I love the impact that I've had on this world, even you. Now, how did you find out about T.K. Kirk? How did this, how did you hear about this? I actually, um, I, I'm i here in the New York area, and I saw you at a place in Williamsburg. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the, the show, I saw everyone, everyone was just, like, running up to you and taking pictures, and I could see that you were very, like, observing and looking around. And, you know, so I was like, you know, I'm not going to, say, can I take a picture mm-hmm. with him? I'm, you, you were good. I enjoyed the show. And then I just started listening to different um, shows, different podcasts, and I heard you on The Breakfast Club, and I actually saw you on Vlad TV as well. And then, you know, and your your name is very um, known, well-known, you know, in the area, you know, mm-hmm. where I live with the comedians. I know a couple of comedians, and, you know, it's like, yeah, TK Kirkman, blah, blah, you know, so that's how I heard you, but my first time seeing you uh, was at a at a um, venue in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, now why didn't you want to take a picture again? You, you thought you were too good? I don't know. You just, no, no, no. I didn't think that it was too good. It's just that your performance on the show, you know, you were just talking about women and you were talking about, you know, standards and this and that. And, you mm-hmm. know, and my, I was with one of my homeboys. He has a picture with you. I can forward, I can send you that picture. But it just was, I, I just felt a little like, you know, you right. were looking like, yeah, you, listen, everybody want to take a picture with me. F you if you don't want to take a picture with me. You know, and I just was like, you know, there'll be another time. I'll take another picture right. with him. Right. So two just, things you know, remember from this moment are, one, you never put off something that you can do today. Mm-hmm. And two, I do pictures for free. Mm-hmm. See, most comedians mm-hmm. charge to take a picture. But what I tell people all the time is that, yeah, I'm, I think I'm one of the luckiest men on this planet because of my lifestyle as I was a youngster and what I turned out to become. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people one day when I leave this earth, I want to be in your phone. I want <laughs> you, when you hear me leave this earth, I want you to say, yo, I got his picture, and I want everybody to send their picture to my Instagram, even though I won't be able to see it. And when they talk about the great comedians one day, when they talk about the Kevin Hart's, the Dave Chappelle's, the Chris Rock's, the Red Fox's, the Paul Mooney's, I want people to say, yeah. But what about that brother T to the motherfucking cat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted to say because I tell people all the time, yeah, there's a lot of great comedians, right? And then you witness me. And then when people come right. see me, they are blown the mm-hmm. fuck away. Because mm-hmm. for years, all these other comedians that they saw, they thought were good until you see my show. 
Mm-hmm. And then you go, wow. Yeah. It was a good that's, show. <laughs> that's the shit that I like. When I hear that, that's mm-hmm. when I hear that, that is priceless. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is the T.K. Kirkland podcast. I got to give shout-outs to uh, people who uh, I show mad love to. I want to give um, love to my man Devon, the jeweler, Bennett Jewelry. If guys are into the jewelry game, earrings, necklaces, bracelets, um, watches, make sure you go to Devon Jeweler. All right, go to the website or call Eric on 912-551-3797. Let them know that you heard this on the TK Kirkland podcast. Um, Get yourself a 10% off jewelry that um, that you'll purchase, and I think that you would truly love this brother's work. Also, if ladies, guys, even into body butter, even into candles, even into um, things to make your woman smell good, feel smooth, smooth skin, and vice versa to the men, I want you to go to Majan Du Jour website and get your candles, get your body butter, all this kind of stuff, because what I try to teach you young men is to love yourself. Keep your feet soft, keep your hands looking good, get a manicure, get a pedicure. To all the basketball players in this country, and I see you on the playoffs, start shaving under your fucking arms. It is 2022. All y'all should not have all that goddamn hair under your fucking arms. Like, it's the time to stop this shit. Shave. God damn it. All right? Shave. All right? If you ain't got your balls and shut shave, learn how to groom and keep yourself neat. There's been a lot of women over the last few years, the CDC has said their hair follicles have been getting up in women's noses from oral sex and it has been creating sinus infections to the point that there's nothing they could do. So when they come in for surgery, they say, listen, we're not going to do the surgery today. We hope that it'll grow out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you listen to that. Is he telling <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. And then on top of all that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be in Cleveland. On May 29th at the Madison, all right? May 29th at the Madison in Cleveland, Ohio. Make sure you come through. Then June 4th to the 5th, catch me at the world-famous Miami Improv in Miami, Florida. To everybody around the world, to like all my friends, again, in Paris, France, um, London, UK, Nanadam, um, Dubai, Australia, Egypt, South Africa, um, St. Thomas, St. Lucia, Germany. Man, I can't believe that a young boy from Jersey City, New Jersey, did all this just by telling jokes. And I appreciate um, all the love out here in the world. And I just really want you to know I'm very thankful and I appreciate all of y'all, even you, sweetheart. And I wish you the best with your journey. I hope that you make great decisions 
as you move forward in life and on your path. And like I said, um, don't ever get married, but <laughs> take the time to love the man that you with. And if you do get married, I truly wish you the best with your journey. And that's all I can say. I did my part. And like I tell people all the time, my job is to give you the information. It's up to you how you process it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. We're getting back to relationships. I think I did my part this year with the accounting services, taxes, credit, and life insurance, okay? Let's not talk about these relationships because y'all out here losing. And it's time that y'all start talking back to the T.K. Kirkland, all right? Um, God bless Kevin Samuels. God bless everybody else. I wish everybody... uh, peace and harmony, and may your pain be champagne. Baby, I wish you the best. Make sure you come to my shows the next time I come Mm -hmm. through, and we take a picture, okay? Okay, no problem. (laughs) Okay, darling. I'll stay in touch with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. I got to go. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.